Welcome to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson with Justin Spears and Ali Farhang on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4, ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Brothers, Brothers and sisters, I don't oh, know no. what this world is coming to. Yeah, the rhythm, the rebel. Without a pause. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we're in my level. So uh, technical th- difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties <laughs> to, it, with our system. So this is like a bare bones show. We're trying to get these uh, these issues fixed. But yeah. hey, we roll with the punches. That's the beauty about live radio. Uh, but but our podcast listeners are gonna be like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, for our podcast hey, listeners no. on the Spears and Ali podcast, uh, we we had a little uh, technical issue, so we're unable to play music for some weird reason we're unable to play audio too like we had all this audio from you know tommy lloyd talking about the the win over colorado this past weekend luckily justin does a brilliant tommy lloyd impression so yeah do i i think so okay it's pretty good we'll see yeah we'll we'll talk more about that coming up in a little bit i'll do my best uh tommy lloyd impression impression (laughs) um he's he always says letter rip hey hey you know and i i told the guys you know hey listen you know, sometimes you need you need to go out there and you need a letter rip, and that's that's my best Tommy Wood impression. Um, but we're gonna let it rip today. We're gonna have a great show today, a uh, full show. No Ali Farhang in the building because you know he only shows up on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, even even on the three day weekend, I was like, oh, we're gonna get you on Tuesday. He's like, uh, no, I'll see y'all on Wednesday. <laughs> so and and listen, Ali's the one of the, probably the the busiest person I know. So anytime uh, he's unable to uh, do a show. We're bummed, but we miss him a lot. And it's never Spears and Ali uh, without Ali Farhang. So Ali will be back in the building tomorrow uh, for a full show. We actually have full shows all week long. So we're not getting uh, cut off by some basketball games. We're going to have full shows all week long. As Tommy Lloyd would say, we're going to let it rip. Uh, we got a full lineup of guests, though. Uh, Bruce Pascoe from the Arizona Daily Star will be joining us to talk about Arizona basketball and their great weekend. Uh, Jordan Hamm from Sports 360 AZ will join us at 425 to give us a look at what's going on with ASU basketball, because this week is officially ASU week. Now, Arizona's not playing ASU until, of course, Saturday. So Wildcats got a little bit of time to uh, rest, recuperate. Pre-game. <laughs> pre-game in the right way, right? Like taking you know some protein shakes and... Mm-hmm. And spiking them. And no, not spiking them. Having some great protein shakes, great workouts, and more importantly, getting rest, because it's February 21st. You... Look at the calendar. Shoot. Almost said said the bad word here. Um, but March Madness is right around the corner. And it it's approaching. So the more rest that you can get towards this part of the season, the better for Arizona. So this ASU week comes at a perfect time because Arizona's feeling good about themselves after a home sweep over the mountain schools. And now they got their rival, which uh, Arizona has certainly had the, the better end of that matchup in recent years. Both programs swept this weekend, um, uh, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Both Arizona men's and women's basketball programs had an unbelievable weekend. It, it was actually a great weekend for Arizona sports all around, which uh, we'll discuss here in just a little bit. Uh, also, big guest uh, Corey Williams, former Wildcat, ESPN college basketball analyst. He's been on our show plenty of times. Uh, he's calling in at 5:25 to give us his thoughts on Arizona and also uh, some notable NIL opportunities for the Arizona Wildcats, which benefits you, Arizona basketball fans, the people um, the people who 
Oh my God, Andrew just just totally distracted me. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. You, I, you, I totally lost my train of thought because I see you googling National Pancake Day. Is that what it, today is? It's national. It's International Pancake Day. Today is International Pancake Day. According to the the Almighty Time dot is that we use to keep track of time in the studio, it is International Pancake Day. So, say a prayer for your local IHOP waiters and waitresses. As a as a IHOP alum myself. I know how National Pancake Day can get. How many? Leave a tip. How many times did I serve a table? Said, yeah, we'll all have waters, and then we'll have the pounds and pounds of pancakes at a super discounted rate. Yeah, we'll leave you a dollar. Yeah. So when you're out at the the restaurants today on National Pancake Day, make sure to uh, tip your waiter and wait or waitress. Um, but yeah, no, Corey Williams, you know, he's doing uh, some great NIL events. That that helps out um, Arizona basketball players, you know, earn some money. But they're also getting out into the community. They're you know talking to Arizona fans. They're you know doing stuff with the you know with the youth here in Tucson, Arizona. So hey, if you're gonna you know profit off your name, image, like this, might as well help your community. And I think the Arizona basketball team is doing a pretty good job of doing that. And Corey Williams has been uh, you know really helping out with that, along with uh, Arizona Assist uh, with you know Reggie Geary and so many uh, helping hands that it's a part. Of Arizona Assist, so lots of great NIL things happening at the University of Arizona, especially on the basketball end. And uh, speaking of basketball, oh my goodness, the story that's going on at the University of Alabama um, with yeah. with Darius Miles, who was charged with capital murder. Well, apparently uh, Brandon Miller, who is the star player for the Crimson Tide, and we on Alabama's among the favorites to win the national title. Apparently, Brandon Miller supplied the weapon for the for the murder and he's not suspended he's not charged with anything he just gets to keep on with playing basketball and i'm wondering what's greg byrne going to do about it former arizona athletic director who's now at alabama what's he going to do about it what's the president going to do about it because to me it just it doesn't send the right message if this guy who supplied the weapon and there are text messages read in court of the guys getting exchanging the weapon, I don't understand how this guy could keep playing basketball for Alabama. To me, it's just it's terrible optics. It's terrible. It's it's just a terrible look, in my opinion. But we'll we'll talk more about that uh, later on. As always, Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson, presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. All right, let's get right to it. Top three headlines heading into today. Oh wait. One. One. Do we restore it? No, nah, that's on the other computer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I thought we had a good. Yeah, All right. That's so right. Two com- It takes two computers. So, okay. So the one that has our top three headlines and our hot board, right? Yeah. That's that's working just dandy. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But our music one isn't. That stinks, man. All right. Well, we're going to do our best <laughs> during today's show. But, hey, it's a busy time in the Tucson sports realm because – you got Tucson Rodeo mm-hmm. kicking off this past week. Uh, lots of people attended. I know the Tucson Rodeo Parade is coming up here very soon. Yep, two days from two now. Two days from now, and yeah, it's, it's super cool, man. I love that Tucson Rodeo is a tradition here in this city. It's something that is a badge of honor for us Tucsonans. And, you know, I, I as a kid, I always appreciated it because it gave us two days off of school. Um, <laughs> that no one else got. That no one else got, yeah. Like, imagine me telling that to my Cousins in California. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we get two days hot because of rodeo. Yep. What do you guys get? Uh, Arbor Day? No? 
Okay. Well, we get two days off because of rodeo. I think so. Right? Um. But, yeah, I, I love Tucson Rodeo. I think it's an awesome tradition here in Tucson. It's one of the top rodeos in the entire country. Now, is it the the, the grandest rodeo of them all? Uh, probably not. But when you think about just the, the rodeo travel schedule, um, it, it draws a lot. And Tucson is definitely up in the uh, the upper echelon of rodeo sites. So very cool to see Tucson Rodeo back in action this week. But, hey, how about uh, the Arizona men's basketball team sweeping the mountain schools? And uh, in their most recent win, uh, they beat the Utah Utes. And, you know, I got to give, uh, or excuse me, the uh, Colorado Buffaloes. And I got to give, um, I got to give Colorado a, a ton of credit here because, you know, they, uh, they came out and I, I thought that they did a pretty good job of forcing turnovers. Now, I know, you know, some of it was just Kirk Kreese, Azul Tubelis playing a little sloppy, but Colorado, hey, they, set the tone they came out and they led and ever since that point when arizona uh was down big they just flipped a switch and it was unreal to see the the run that they were able to put together uh cedric henderson he kind of shouldered the responsibility uh when they went into i think it was the under the under 16 timeout um or i think it was after umar balo committed an offensive foul and they looked up at the the stat sheet or the stats board and they saw that they had five turnovers like the the turn i mean arizona had a couple just in the first two minutes and i'm like holy cow arizona's on pace to like commit like 80 turnovers to this game it is so (laughs) sloppy right now but then once they realized arizona had five offensive or five turnovers um cedric henderson who's now in the starting lineup for the arizona wildcats the last 10 or so games he shouldered the responsibility and said, okay, I need to get something going. And so Cedric Henderson, he puts up 11 points in the first half along with Umar Balo, and that's the most points that Henderson has scored since the Montana State game back in December. So Cedric Henderson just kind of blew up, had himself a, a pretty solid first half, and ultimately a game he finished with 15 points on 6-for-8 shooting. <clears throat> and Umar Balo had a nice casual uh, 18 points and a career-high 16 rebounds against the Colorado Buffaloes. And, um, you know, I asked uh, Cedric Henderson because I I noticed that Arizona um, against, you know, in their most recent loss against Stanford, they were just completely out-hustled in points in the paint. Uh, it, you, don't, you, don't, you don't normally see Arizona get outscored in the paint, and Stanford had 18 more points in the paint. You know, people want to talk about, oh, Stanford – you know, their three-point shooting, their outside shooting, it was it was so tremendous. No, they had they dominated Arizona in points in the paint. And Cedric Henderson said after the game, you know, we realized that and said, you know, th- this can't really happen again. And Tommy Lloyd said, it, you know, after the game as well, like points in the paint, that's usually our specialty. That's something that we absolutely dominate, and that wasn't the case against Stanford. So this week against Colorado and against Utah, Arizona outscored both of their opponents by a combined, I think it was like 43 points and points in the paint. 43 over two games. Oh, damn. Uh, against both Colorado and Utah. So they dominated in points in the, in the paint. But I asked uh, Cedric Henderson, like, what's the what's leading to this? Why are you guys dominating in points in the paint after this loss to Stanford? And they said, you know, we're actually setting screens harder. We're getting to the rim a lot more aggressive. And you know what's funny is Umar Balo actually – uh, stopped and interrupted him and he said no it's because our bigs are finishing man come on get it right our, our bigs are finishing and 
And he's right. I mean, both Umar Balo and Cedric Henderson and Pella Larson, you know, these guys are finding ways to get to the rim and be aggressive and finish at the rack. And it's a, uh, it, it was really cool to see uh, Arizona play aggressive this weekend. And it was a, uh, you know, a pretty big weekend for Arizona basketball because, man, they had a lot of visitors this weekend. You know, you saw on Thursday that Josh Green was being inducted into the uh, Ring of Honor, and he had Maxi Kleba and um, uh, Dwight Powell from the Dallas Mavericks, and Corey Jones, who's now working in the front office with the Brooklyn Nets. He was in the house. And then on Saturday, Zeke Naji's getting inducted into the Ring of Honor. His sister's... Maya Najee, who's a freshman at the U of A, she was there. But the youngest Najee is being recruited by the Arizona women's basketball team right now. And so she was in the building, too. Yeah, there's a bunch of Najees. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if every single one of them ends up playing for Arizona. Is Najee like our battle? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so you have the, the little Najee there on like an unofficial visit, which we'll talk about the Arizona women's basketball team in a minute. But, um, yeah, you had her taking pictures, Zeke Najee being inducted into the, the Ring of Honor. And then um, you also had Carrie Strug, a Olympic gold medalist from 1996. She was in the building. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer was in the building watching. Wow. Uh, he's a Holbrook, Arizona native, and uh, I believe his parents live in Tucson, Arizona. And he went to Lute Olsen basketball camps growing up. Where the heck is um, Holbrook? Holbrook is, I think uh, – Kind of closer to northern Arizona. Oh. Um, but, yeah, he, he was in town. And then for, uh, a lot of people noticed on the sideline that you had uh, Justin Kyer, who recently dropped a triple-double with the Austin Spurs of the G League, and Dalen Terry and Benedict Matherin and Christian Cloco, the four guys who led Arizona to a Sweet 16 last season, they were back in Tucson watching it. And, you know, that's that's how bad Salt Lake City is, by the way that Benedict Matherin, during NBA All-Star Weekend, he participated in the Rising Stars Challenge and was on the first flight to Tucson. <laughs> he participated in the events on, was it Friday night? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm not hanging out in Utah all weekend long. I'm going down to Tucson. I'm going to watch <laughs> my guys play. Um, and I, I, was, I mean, I'm joking around about this, but I'm like, the All-Star Game was in L.A. or Chicago oh, yeah. or Houston or yeah. Miami. Or literally anywhere. Is, is Benedict Matherin coming back to Tucson during All-Star Weekend? Yeah. Uh, not so sure, but it was cool to see Ben uh, come back, uh, Dalen too. And the three out of the four guys, the only one who didn't wear sunglasses sitting courtside was Dalen Terry. Justin Kyer, uh, Coloco, Benedict Matherin, those guys were wearing sunglasses on the sideline. And Tommy Lloyd said after the game, he's like, I, I walked up to him in our locker room afterwards. And I'm like, whoa, the lights at McHale must be so bright with all the sunglasses that I'm seeing. <laughs> you, get a, you get a little bit of fame, you get a little bit of money, and all of a sudden you're that sunglasses inside guy. Are you allowed to wear sunglasses inside if you if you make a certain amount of money? Probably. Does that does that justify it? I don't think I make enough money to know. Like I can't I can't wear sunglasses inside. If I wear sunglasses inside, they're like, man, what a douchey reporter. You either make enough <laughs> money or you're just that sexy. Uh, it's all about confidence, Justin. I, I, like I you, guess so. It's like when you carry a clipboard around somewhere and people just open doors for you. But douchey people are confident too. That you know that yes, there's a fine <laughs> so, line. Can't be a, a certain type of kebab around here. <laughs> More of the douche kebab variety. Um, <laughs> all right, so, but it was it was super cool to see the former Arizona Wildcats and Arizona. Uh, they, they get the sweep over the Mountain Schools. And uh, in the NCAA selections show, 
the Wildcats are number six overall seed, number two seed in the Western region, the number one seed being the Kansas Jayhawks. So we'll see uh, where the Wildcats end up, but that's where the committee looks at them right now. All right, let's go to headline number two. 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 Speaking of a great weekend of Arizona basketball, Arizona women's basketball sweeping the mountain schools. And um, Shayna Pellington, she was named Pac-12 and National Player of the Week. For having uh, career games, uh, she put up 35 points recently. Yeah. Wow. And Arizona, I mean, give them a, a lot of credit because we looked at the NCAA selection show. And it didn't look like Arizona was in that top 16 to host. And they were right there on the cusp. And they get smoked by Stanford. And then you go into this week, and it's you got number four Utah on Friday, number 21 Colorado on Sunday. These are big games. These are ranked opponents that you can put in your cap and, and add it to your NCAA tournament resume. And Arizona took down both teams and did it in convincing fashion. And uh, it was just really cool also to see, you know, the upperclassmen like Kate Reese and Shayna Pellington and Jay LaVille, even though she was, you know, here for a year, then being uh, honored for Senior Day. Um, Helena Pueyo, who I think can still come back to Arizona next season, but she participated in Senior Day herself. So uh, maybe she's going to turn pro and go either to the WNBA or go overseas. I'm not really sure what, what was going in into that process, but Helena Pueyo was honored as well. And each of them got their own bobbleheads. And fans yeah. got bobbleheads, too, of the players, which I thought was really cool. All right, so Arizona women's basketball uh, getting the sweep. Um, I'm wondering, I didn't even get a ch- chance to see where they ro- uh, rose in the top 25. I got you. Because uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, they were, what, number 18 after their latest loss to Stanford. But, I mean, Stanford's uh, a really good team. Um after beating number four Utah and also number twenty one Colorado, like you have to imagine they're moving up a few spots. Fourteen. Fourteen. Went up four spots? Yeah, four spots. I would have put them maybe over Oklahoma and Michigan, put them right on the cusp of the top ten, but that's just me. All right, uh, we'll talk more Arizona basketball coming up at the top of the four o'clock hour. Let's go to headline number three. 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 It was a huge win for Arizona baseball on Friday. It was a firefight. It was, it's a big week for Arizona sports. And like this, February is one of my favorite times of the year in Tucson because, you know, you have rodeo in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's going to be March, but you have golf tournaments coming up. The Cola Guard. You got Cola Guard and you got uh, the infamous Live Golf Tour, who's uh, apparently pissing off some people at Dove Mountain. Uh, apparently they uh, took down a couple of uh, saguaro cactuses. Oh, yeah, to uh, okay. to make some tents. Huh. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot of uh, hmm. a lot of controversy Did there. They move them or just but kill them? I don't, I don't know. Hmm. But uh, oh no, I think they just they just removed them. Like from the earth. From or like from the earth. From where they were into another part of earth. No, they re- like took oh, them down. They like killed them. Yeah, killed gotcha. them. Oh, man. Which. Ooh, little. That's like some... in Tucson, Arizona. That's a touchy subject. That's like bad karma. Mess, messing with saguaros. Yeah. Like that's that's a touchy subject. Although, I mean, I know Liv is infamous, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, stop! We don't need that." I mean, they got some interesting golfers like Dustin Johnson, uh, Brooks Kepka, mm-hmm. Bryson DeChambeau, mm-hmm. Cameron Smith, who was once the number six rated golfer in the world. He's going to be um, 
he's now a part of Liv. So, but anyways, I digress. The main reason, or our main headline for number three is Arizona baseball. Let's not let's not talk about Liv over Arizona baseball because Arizona baseball, man, TJ Nichols was absolutely dealing on Friday. Um, you know, Ben Joyce is this star pitcher for the uh, Tennessee Volunteers, but TJ Nichols looked like the standout. Uh, only gave up three hits, six strikeouts, and only one run, which was a sack fly in the first inning. And because of TJ Nichols' big win over number two ranked Tennessee, he is named Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week. Um, so Arizona baseball getting a big win over uh, Tennessee, uh, but they lost to Fresno State five nothing. But followed up with wins over Michigan State and UC San Diego. Now they got their home opener against West Virginia on Friday at 6 p.m. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. But coming up next, Bruce Pascoe from the Arizona Daily Star going to talk Juve hoops. Stay tuned. You're listening to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Welcome back to <clears throat> Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. <laughs> that bumper music. 1490 AM, 94.9 HD, Channel 4, ESPNTucson.com, the ESPN Tucson <laughs> mobile app, and the Spears and Ali podcast, which, by the way, <laughs> if you haven't yet, you should uh, subscribe to that on Apple, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you listen to podcasts. These bumpers have short fuses today. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But we're, we're making them work. We're making them work. Uh, ESPN Tucson has great deals for you from many local businesses. Starting this Friday... You can purchase a $50 gift certificate for the landing for only 25 bucks. The landing is a place where you can come in flip-flops but feast on fresh seafood, awesome burgers, or a tasty salad, all paired with a great local beer or fancy cocktail. So I can show up in my Crocs. And I can enjoy great seafood and beverages. Well, they said, sign me up. They said sandals and flip flops. They say Crocs. I'm sure you can F- show up. In yeah, Crocs. I'm gonna show up in Crocs. <laughs> Damn it! So come for the food, stay for the fun, or uh, come for the fun and stay for the food. Whatever you do, just uh, stay casual and enjoy some great food. And uh, this is all at the Landing, located at 8195 North Oracle. And uh, you can find out the half price Friday deals and save some money seven days a week at ESPNTucson.com. Mm. Or uh, what's the what's a pirate slash sea version of money? Booty. Booty. <laughs> Save some booty seven days a week by going to ESPNTucson.com. That was easy. You just wanted um, me to say it. I did. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk some Arizona basketball with Bruce Pascoe from the Arizona Daily Star. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, when you look back on you know Arizona's weekend – uh, what stands out to you just about how they were able to beat Colorado and Utah coming off a loss to the Stanford Cardinal? Well, just kind of being, uh, you know, resourceful and kind of doing it in different ways like they, they've done this season. And, you know, I think, um, you know, Azulis Tabellis hasn't been quite back. He was in a little bit of foul trouble again in that uh, Utah game when he, he kicked the ball and, you know, they had to figure a way out of that, and, and it turned out, you know, they kind of ran away with it at the end there. And then Colorado was just kind of a, a you know, a little bit of a gutted out type of win. And, um, you know, they had Tubella still was, you know, still was a little bit limited for uh, not back to himself. And I think, you know, that they, they, you know, they took advantage. Umar Ballo obviously had a huge game, and they, they took advantage of the, the mismatches, Colorado, you know, with Colorado's inside being pretty weak. So, yeah. you know, they just, you know, managed to get by, but it wasn't. You know, I don't think it was an outstanding weekend for them, but it was. It was good enough. That's what they need to do right now. I will say this though, Bruce. 
I once thought that the Pac-12 Player of the Year conversation was very clear-cut. I thought it was Azulis to Bellis to lose, and I still kind of view that way. But when you look at the last three games, he's really only played like 20-ish minutes, hasn't had the Azulis to Bellis-type performances that we've seen consistently all season long, especially uh, since 2023 started. And you look at the numbers that Jaime Jaquez is, is, is posting – do you think now that yeah. the, the Pac-12 Player of the Year race isn't as clear-cut as it once was? Yeah, I think, it, you know, I mean, when we uh, when he scored 40, you know, I think everybody was easy to figure out well, it's probably over. But, yeah, this has made it, you know, I guess you could say more interesting because yeah. uh, Hawkins has played pretty well, but time to Bellas has kind of taken a little bit of a dip here. So, uh, you know, it could very well come down to the last weekend, the last game, and, you know, and Paul Pavilion with these two teams and those two guys going head-to-head, and we'll see how they do. Although it is important to note that while the weekly awards are voted on by media, uh, so, you know, uh, the the end-of-the-year awards are voted on by coaches, and the history of the, the coaches voting is if it's close, they all often go with the best player on the team that wins the league, especially if that guy's a senior, which is Jaime Hawkes, if they win the league. And as of right now, they're, you know, game and a half ahead of Arizona. So yeah. if it's close at all and UCLA wins that final game, I think it goes to Hawkes. But, uh, you know, in a lot of other cases, it probably goes to Tabellas. And, you know, and then there's that other argument that, Regardless of the teams, you could say that, uh, you know, to, if Dubellis finishes leading and rebounding and, and scoring both, that's, you know, that's a very unusual accomplishment in this league. And I think he'd be only the seventh or eighth player I heard today. So, so uh, you know, from that standpoint, you know, he, he certainly has an edge. But whether or not that carries a lot of weight with the coaches, if it's a close call, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so what do you make of the the switch by Pella Larson and Cedric Henderson? Because, I was looking at the numbers ever since that Cedric Henderson was moved to the starting lineup and Pella Larson went back to his six-man role. Both of the, these guys' numbers have improved, and Cedric Henderson had an impressive performance on Saturday with 15 points. So it seems like just that one little switch is really going to pay dividends for Arizona in March. Yeah, I mean, it works. I think the main thing is that it just works mentally for both of those guys, especially Henderson. It's probably the biggest deal is it just – he just seems to bring, you know, more confidence and more energy uh, starting the game. And he's even said it's partly a fact that he was a starter for three years at Campbell. And he just didn't really, you know, didn't really get used to it here as well. And he, he came in a little cold and sometimes never really warmed up. And whereas Larson's used to playing either way, he's probably their most versatile player in so many ways. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm sure deep down he'd probably like to start. Everybody likes to start and have their lineup, their, their name announced and run out there and blah, blah, blah. But he's, you know, he's good at coming off the bench, uh, you know, and he's played just as many minutes. And I think, in, you know, in his case, he, yeah, it just works for him in a number of ways and, yeah. uh, you know, brings them a lot more energy than, than Henderson did off the bench, whereas Henderson now is bringing a little more energy as a starter. So it just, yeah, it just works all. And then, and the numbers bear it out and, you know, from what the guys are saying and what Tommy Lloyd's saying, and it all kind of adds up. Like, you know, the only drawback is Powell Larson has to come off the bench and be known as the as a bench guy. And, and I think for worse for him is he played one, he started one too many games, so he can't qualify to re uh, to defend his uh, sixth man of the year title. He he, he started uh, too many games. Yeah. And then, of course, this past weekend was also the NCAA selection committee's bracket reveal, and the Arizona Wildcats are currently the uh, sixth overall seed in the NCAA tournament, the number two seed in the Western region. 
And then, of course, you've got Mick Cronin at UCLA. He's kind of upset or bothered by maybe the lack of respect for the Bruins. So what do you think of what do you think about Arizona's positioning in the, the bracket reveal selection show? And, and also, what do you make of just Mick Cronin and his opinions on all of this? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I think, you know, he he's suggesting his politics basically that that he thinks that uh of course. you know, they're they're kind of getting downgraded a little bit because they uh you know, they're moving to the Big 10 and they they their AD got bounced off the committee as a result and uh, Dave Peaky's on it and I mean he kind of poked around a little bit at that basically saying, you know, hey, there's, you know, fallout or whatever and you know, but the fact of the matter is is and, you know, I think, you know, UCLA certainly is higher in the power ratings. I think that was part of it. Uh, you know, in the net ratings, they're higher in Arizona. Uh, they're, they're literally three or four in, in most of those metrics, which was just the one seed, much less the last two seed. So you could understand where he's coming from from that. But if you look at their, their, uh, you know, the resume, so to speak, you know, UCLA has not lot, they don't have a, bad, a single bad loss, but they don't have any, uh, you know, they're five and four in quad ones. They haven't beat any ranked teams as of, you know, teams that are ranked as of now. Arizona has a lot more quality wins. And, and then they beat UCLA head to head, of course. So I think as of right now, that's why the, the committee probably gave them an edge. Uh, you know, it, it just seems to be that. And the committee head did say, uh, after that show the other day that, that all the teams on the two line were very, he said, razor thin margins separating them. So, so that, you know, that's also worth noting. But, you know, I think more than anything, honestly, Cronin was probably, maybe he was a little upset, but I think in bottom line is he wants to keep, he needs to keep his guys motivated because if they want to win the league, they probably want to win it before Arizona comes to town. And they, that means they can't stumble on the mountain trip and they have to go to Utah and Colorado. And we all know, you know, those two road games can be tough pretty much any, no matter how good those teams are. And they're, and they're both pretty decent this year, especially Utah. So. He's got to keep his guys ready, and I think that's probably part of it. Hey, Bruce, how come all those years you've been covering Arizona basketball and you sat courtside, how come I never saw you wear a pair of sunglasses? Because I, I felt like all the <laughs> stars who sit courtside, they got to wear sunglasses. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Well, no, yeah, well, first of all, I'm not a star, that's for sure. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I was surprised. In fact, I think Dale and Terry took his off after a while because it's not that bright there. It is a little brighter than the, the seats because I think when Sean Miller or sometime during the Miller era, they, they changed Mikhail so they made the lights more focused on the, the center court in the first 10 rows or so and darkened everything else, and, and there was that. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I have no idea. You're, you're – you're more the NBA guy, the, the watcher, than I am, Justin. And I don't know if there's a theory when you go to the NBA, what percentage more you are likely to wear sunglasses in indoor settings. I'm guessing it's pretty high. Yeah, I, I, and that's the thing is, like, professional athletes, rich guys, millionaires, like, they can kind of get away with a, wearing sunglasses inside. But me, I don't know, just never been a big fan of it. Um, all right, real quick, Bruce, um, I, you know, we got to go to a commercial here in about, in about less than a minute, but – um, what do you make of just what's going on at Alabama, and have you ever seen a college basketball story quite like this? Uh, we had probably have to go back to uh, what was it Baylor, uh, Dave Bliss years and years ago, when there was a uh, you know a murder deal there. I mean, this is different though. This is, I, I don't know that much about it. I mean, this is different. This just you know brought that to mind. I, I believe that was actually where a player was implicated here. They're talking about a, a player's weapon or something, but yeah. you know, I, I don't know. But I, I do know that that uh, you know, 
mean, I've, you know, I've written stories about guys who had guns in their car or pulled over or whatever. They stuff, they, you know, they, uh, you know, it, it, you just never know, I guess. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an unfortunate situation that it happens to, you know, it's involving the team, especially it's unfortunate at all, but especially yeah. involving a team that, that, you know, might have a chance to win it all. And you wonder what's going to happen there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, sorry to me, didn't mean to put you on the spot there, Bruce. Yeah, I just, it's crazy. I just, I, I, yeah, I'm, well, I'm in the same boat as you are. I'm just reading about it. And I'm thinking, wow, this is, yeah, this yeah. Is, it's <laughs> really something I don't know really what to say. Yeah, I just it's really hard to wrap my mind around it. But that is Bruce Pasco, yeah. Arizona Basketball Insider from the Arizona Daily Star and Tucson.com. Be sure to follow him on Twitter and find all of his work on the Wildcats on Tucson.com and the Wildcaster app. Bruce, always appreciate you. Thank you as always. All right. Have, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. All right, stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD, Channel 4, ESPN, Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Whoa, that's quick. <laughs> man, that's quick. Those bumpers, man. They had not, time. Not they having have, any music stinks. They don't have any prep time. Well, Scott's on his way. The, the almighty Scott Fragoso, our, our yeah. wonderful engineer here at... At Lotus, who's basically turned this station into a smart home. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like smart, smart house. I've legit seen him fix things in the studio from his watch. That is not a joke. No kidding. Mm-hmm. 100%. Insane. Can can it clean up, like, messes off the floor like smart Absolutely house? Absolutely not. <laughs> 100% no way. Insane movie, by the way. Smart house. Disney Disney original, right? Smart house? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, get into... Top five Tuesday. Hey, today's Tuesday. I know today's our first day of Spears and Ali for this week, but it's top five Tuesday. Top nine Tuesday. And I decided that after All-Star break, uh, we're going to rate, I'm going to rate, top five NBA title contenders. And I didn't mention the Lakers. Yes. A delusional Lakers fan. I'll go get you some Dayquil. And you know what? (laughs) We can all go back to this moment when the Lakers won the championship this year, when they figure it out. Oh, yeah. And LeBron James, in very historic and cinematic fashion, wills the Lakers to an NBA championship. Are you planning a humble brag right now? I am. <laughs> I am. You're penciling it down. I am. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go back to this date on uh, when, when I said, oh, there's no way the Lakers are going to win the championship. But I've also have been disappointed by the Lakers way too many times over the last couple of years just when I think they can get on a run. Somebody breathes on Anthony Davis, and he's out for three weeks, four weeks, and the Lakers can't seem to find their footing. So we'll see what happens with the Lakers. I'm optimistic because I think they've made the right moves at the trade deadline. They have a decent team, decent enough to make a run, but the Western Conference is so tight. It is so tough. You gotta, You really got to make some magic here in the next month or so if you're LeBron James and company. So, um, again, I as much as I'm optimistic, I'm also uh, a little pessimistic. I've seen too, uh, too many Laker basketball games over the last couple of years. But for Top 5 Tuesday, here are our Top 5 NBA teams entering what is the quote-unquote second half of the season. Like, mathematically, the, the second half of the season started uh, a few weeks ago. But um, the All-Star break 
pretty much is the the sign of the final stretch. So now, as we enter the final stretch of the regular season, here are my top five teams to win the NBA championship, starting with number five, the Los Angeles Clippers. The L.A. Clippers. I got to give them a little bit of credit here, man. They traded, or no, they didn't trade. They signed. They picked them up off the buyout market. They got Russell Westbrook. Now, it just might work for the L.A. Clippers. It just might. And I, I he think he got traded to the other locker room. Well, I think yeah, yeah, he had to go down the hallway. Yeah. And I, I think that Russell Westbrook. I mean, he showed this year in his new role under Darvin Ham with the Lakers that he can be a six man. I mean, he adjusted to it. I mean, shoot, he was right there in the driver's seat to win. NBA Sixth Man of the Year with the Lakers. He was solid in his role. And that's the thing is, Russell Westbrook never shies away from energy and effort. He is just what several players on the Lakers called a vampire. He just sucks all the winning energy out of the locker room. There's a clip after the Lakers won a game. And LeBron James was like, all right, guys, let's get greedy now. Let's get greedy. You know, this winning stuff, we got to get greedy with it. And Russell Westbrook's like, hey, hey, no, 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 no. Hey, win, lose, or draw, man. Just have fun, man. Just just make sure you guys are having fun. And it's like, that's that's cool. That's what you're supposed to tell youth basketball players. <laughs> but when you're in the, when you're at that level and, you know, this is your livelihood and you're trying to win a championship, no, I agree with LeBron. you got to get greedy. you got to make, make winning a habit. And you got to get greedy with it. And then you saw that video, and like I can understand the whole vampire analogy. Because as soon as Russell Westbrook said that, you just felt the energy just get deflated out of that room. So, uh, but Russell Westbrook is an, an all-time great player, right? Uh, we all know him as Mr. Triple Doubles, one MVP, has played at the highest level in this game. Can he match up with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? The Mr. Load Management Team. Um, I think it could work. I think it could work. And the, the, the Clippers, I mean, you look at them play, when they're all together, they have a pretty solid team. You add in a guy like Russell Westbrook coming off the bench and being that six-man guy, and now your team is led by the the guys who grew up cheering for the Lakers, and now they're on the Clippers. You got Kawhi, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, all L.A. guys now playing for the Clippers, all grew up Laker fans. I'm sure that they would love nothing more than to deliver the first championship in Clippers history. This was a good move by the Clippers. Uh, I'm interested to see how it works out for them. Uh, number four, I'm going with the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic, in my opinion, is deserving of the MVP. You know, people were saying, "Oh, he's st- he." De- you know, people were getting on Russell Westbrook for for averaging a triple double, and they called him a stat pattern. I've seen Russell Westbrook many times miss his own shot, get a rebound, and then get the the follow up, which is which is all good. But like that stat padding, he had a bunch of offensive rebounds because he had a lot of bricks. R- Russell Westbrook was a very exciting and fun player to watch. His athleticism, his energy led to him getting those triple doubles. Nikola Jokic, he's he's earning his triple doubles. Every single one of his passes, rebounds, points, like. He's earning it. And if he really wanted to, he could just go full Wilt Chamberlain and put up 50 points and 30 rebounds a game and and 14 assists. He could really go all out with it. 
um, or maybe not on the assist part because you got to get your teammates involved, but he could really go out with it, and the, the Denver Nuggets would absolutely stink. But he's averaging this these stats, and the Nuggets are still the top team in the Western Conference. So I know voter fatigue is a real thing, and you have to give some other guys serious looks, but Nikola Jokic, in my opinion, deserves to be right there in front of that MVP conversation. Um, so the Denver Nuggets, I put them at number four with Jamal Murray healthy, Michael Porter Jr. I really like the Denver Nuggets a lot. Aaron Gordon is stepping up big time this season for Denver. Uh, so the Nuggets, they, they are among the top teams in the Western Conference. Uh, number three, I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, unfortunately, Giannis Antetokounmpo is uh, dealing with a wrist injury, so he's going to miss some time here. But Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, all the other guys that they have, uh, it's still a championship core, and uh, they're playing some good ball right now. So I'm going with uh, Milwaukee as the third-best team to uh, win the NBA championship, which uh, leaves us down to two. I'm going to go number two, the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum also deserves to be in that MVP conversation. Uh, Jalen Brown is among the top two-way players um, in basketball right now. Great scorer, great defender. And I think the Boston Celtics are going to get back to the NBA championship. But here's the thing. They're going to face a different team in the NBA championship because my top team is the Phoenix Suns. After trading (laughs) for Kevin Durant. (laughs) No, the Phoenix Suns. They are, in my opinion, the the favorites to win the NBA championship. Um, I've seen enough. Right, uh, Devin Booker looks healthy again. Chris Paul's about to average like 15 to 16 assists per game. He doesn't need to be that number two scorer like he once was over the last couple of years. DeAndre Ayton can just go out and just get you that triple-double. He gets you a triple-double. KD plays like Kevin Durant. Devin Booker plays like that all-star scorer that we know. And Chris Paul can now not put on the superhero cape and really take more of a backseat. I like this a lot. And it's the 30th anniversary of the Phoenix Suns losing to the Bulls in the finals. So maybe KD spites Charles Barkley and wins a championship. Just saying. (laughs) All right, so those are my top five teams in the NBA right now. Do you disagree? Agree? Call in at 719-1490-719-1490. We're closing up hour number one coming up next. Now, more of Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. And we're back. Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson, closing up hour number one. Don't forget to uh, text ESPN Tucson to 95938 to join the ESPN Tucson Mobile Club. You'll get updates from us about deals, contests, events, and alerts you absolutely need to know about but, of course, message and data rates may apply. Or if you want to call in at 719-1490, 719-1490, and join the conversation, our phone lines are open. We got Stu joining us on line one. What's up, Stu? How's it going? Hey, what's going on? I want to talk about uh, EB, the KCOC that went to the Washington Commandos. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's terrible, man. What, what, what do you got for us? No. Well, look at it this way. A couple years back... He was being interviewed for HC jobs. Yeah. Okay. Evidently, but if you had listened to talking heads around the NFL, he did not give a a good interview. So if you can't give a good interview about yourself, I don't want to hear about this minority thing if you can't be a leader of men. How, How can you, how can you say you're, 
You can be an HC if you can't give a good interview about yourself and try to be a leader of men. But here's the thing, though, Stu. Like, you look at Eric Bieniemy and the body of work that he's been able to do. And, yes, I get it. The interview process certainly helps. But, I mean, you look at, like, guys like Nick Sirianni. I mean, his introductory press conference, he was stumbling all over himself. He didn't look like a good leader. And then a couple years later, he's coaching the Super Bowl. You know, you look at, you know, uh, I mean, his, his coordinators – you know, Jonathan Gannon, I, I hadn't even heard of the guy until earlier this season when the Philadelphia Eagles defense was doing really well, and then all of a sudden he's getting a head coaching gig with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, albeit he's like the the sixth or seventh option for the Arizona Cardinals. I know they were really scrapping at the bottom of the barrel to get a head coach, but like I think to me, Eric Bieniemy, you look at what he's done with Patrick Mahomes and that offense, and I know that Andy Reid is a very hands-on guy, but people have said over and over again, a lot of the success by the Chiefs and their scouting is all because of the hours that Eric Bieniemy puts in. So, yes, I know that he's could be a bad interview, but when it's all said and done, the man knows his stuff when it comes to football, and I think maybe he deserves a chance. Well, it's probably true. I remember when he was at Colorado. Um, it, you know, But if you give a bad interview – Teams are going to look at you and say, how can you be a leader of men if you can't lead yourself first? Yeah. But then you could also ask players from the Kansas City Chiefs, and they'll be the first to tell you that, no, Eric Bieniemy is a leader. He probably just, I don't know, gets nervous or maybe I – mean, you can't really be prepared going into the interview well, outside of just knowing might, the knowledge of the franchise. He might stumble over himself or think, you know, over his head or, too, you know, think – you know, too fast forward. No, I agree. I agree with that. But the point is, but then you look at useless Adam Gase. How can he have two jobs Yeah. for worthlessness? But, I, I mean, I'm not putting down EB, but he has to give a better interview for himself to be a better candidate. Yeah. And you know what, Stu? I honestly think that maybe he's going to the Washington Commanders to show the rest of the world, hey, it's not just Andy Reid that's the success of all this offense. I have a big say in it. And if I can get this offense to play at a high level, no matter how bad I do in this interview, the work speaks for itself. I did a great well, job with the Kansas City no. Chiefs, won a couple of Super Bowls, and now I'm winning with the, with the Washington Commanders. That's pretty good. Um, Stu, I, I hate to cut you off because we're actually going into uh, our hour number two. Thank you for the phone call. Always appreciate you. Hour number two of Spears and Ali coming up next. Stay tuned. We're going to talk some Arizona Wildcats basketball. Stu, you're the man. Appreciate you.